Nation today. Today's episode of Rushmore Wrestling is brought to you in part by Masterclass, our brand new lesson, How to Talk to Your Friends, featuring Brian Martinello. Our all-new course featuring the master of conversation himself will be led to you in six lessons in mastering conversations in a pandemic new normal. These exciting lessons include understanding Zoom calls, where you'll learn to use phrases like, hi guys, how is everything? Everyone's staying healthy? Social distancing sucks, am I right? Lesson two is all about bachelor parties and birthday parties, when silence is a bad thing. Lesson three is politics, how to deal with the woke stigles and more. Lesson four, friends with babies. You'll learn important terms not to say, such as, is that it? What's its name? And damn! Lesson five is all about weddings and engagements. So when are you going to make an honest man out of him, huh? When is the right time to mention exes? Hint, it's never. Comparing weddings to other weddings and mentioning wedding postponements. Just don't do it. The (laughs) final lesson will bring you odds and ends. When is too old to say that's what she said? What's a cuck and why it's you? And how to play the game (laughs) Strem? So join us today for Masterclass and how to talk to your friends. And now, on to the show. Welcome, everybody, to episode five of the Rushmore Wrestling Podcast. It is us, the four horsemen of the podcalypse, back at it again, ruining your childhood one sentence at a time. Joining us today is Mr. Get Your Pen Ready, John Tremblay, the 10th wonder of the world, Justin Strem, and I, Chris Parcella. Pete could not be with us today. Gentlemen, how are we doing? I'm doing great. I don't have to move any meat around tonight. And, move uh, that meat. Move yeah. that meat. It's also it's funny that uh, probably Martinello and Steigles and Pac Ram and all of our good Wilmington friends don't even listen because uh, we take jabs at them all the time and we never hear anything about it. So, um, you know. Maybe that's, they just don't care. That's called support. <laughs> yeah, those are our best friends, by the way. Uh, in my experience, Martinelli doesn't say a whole lot, so he, he doesn't. He doesn't. But he would be, he would text me on the side and say, "Hey, you know, hold on, hold on. Let's I heard the show out. If you guys hear this when Justin posts it, 17 weeks from now, text <laughs> me and say, I, "I heard that. That was disgusting." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Well, we've got a good one for you today. Just a few weeks ago, it was the 30th anniversary of Chris Jericho's very first professional wrestling match. So tonight, we're bringing you the Mount Rushmore of Chris Jericho matches, his top four matches in his career, in our opinions. But before we get to that, it's time for everyone's favorite segment, Push or Squash. Take it away, John. We got some Push or Squapix tonight. (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, push of squapics. I like that. All right. Number one, kicking it off with the heavy hitters. Uh, rumor has it that Brock Lesnar, well, no, it's not a rumor. It's well known that Brock Lesnar is currently a free agent. He hasn't appeared in WWE since WrestleMania since losing the title to Drew. Rumor has it that our good friend Brock Lesnar will be joining AEW. Justin Stram, push a squash. Brock Lesnar in AEW. I am squashing this. Uh, it just doesn't seem like a great fit. I think that sort of the indie, I'm going to make my own creative type thing just doesn't really lend itself to Lesnar, who I think likes to be that sort of Hulk Hogan pop in and out type um, when it's time for him to win and lose. Um, I don't get a sense that he would be uh, you know, rolling up his sleeves and helping push the company 
to new heights. I think he's just there to collect a paycheck to a degree. But you don't uh, think he'll be constructing the ring before <laughs> the show, or no. you know what I mean? Like he's not going to sit the next down. Pandemic, <laughs> right? Right. No, he's, you don't I, think he'll be loaning his gym in Minnesota to film like QT Marshall did in all those months? <laughs> right. Right. I don't know. It, just to me, it seems like he's just such a natural fit in WWE for what they're going for. So I'm squashing it. All right, Chris, push or squash. Tell you what, John, I'm going to squash it, too. Uh, Lesnar, as he come in, win the title, and only show up every once in a while until he's ready to lose the title guy. That's not going to work if you're trying to push fresh, young talent. My other problem with Brock, the current AEW talent as currently constructed, I think there's only one person that could, you know, that would be a viable opponent for him, and that's the cleaner, old jazz hands himself, Kenny Omega. Everyone, as much as, you know, this show likes to say that NXT is full of midgets, there's not a whole lot of big guys in AEW. There's, you know, two or three, Luchasaurus, Lance Archer, and uh, Brody Lee. I mean, those are the three biggest guys on their roster. Um, and I don't think any of them would wear, really work against Brock either. So it, it's yeah. a squash for me. You're not going to put him in with Wardlow and those – they're too green. So I would – I was going to squash this. Then I sat there in the bathroom <laughs> and I thought to myself, um, part of Brock Lesnar, we all forget that. He, correct me if I'm wrong, but he, wasn't he in New Japan for a stint? Yep. Um, for a little while. I, I think he has – he's – at one point he had a love for the business, I think. Because you, you just don't go rot in Japan. Well, not rot, but you just don't go sit in Japan for no reason. Um. But I think there's – I'm not a full push. I'm not a full squash. I haven't You're come posh. Up with a term. I haven't, I haven't come up with a, an appropriate term. Posh might be it. Uh, but I think I go, uh, you know, he, right now he's a shrewd businessman. But it, will he come back to a point where he just does it for the love of wrestling? I doubt it, but, I mean, I could see a one-off. I could see Tony Khan back at the Brinks truck. And saying, yeah. uh, why don't you come in and just, uh, you know, throw John Moxley in a dumpster and call it a day? Yeah, I mean, it would be if it happened. By the way, not to be a hypocrite, I would, I would pop like crazy, right? Because it would be yeah. so unexpected. So oh, it would if, be huge. It would be. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, no, it would absolutely be huge. Yeah. But for the, for the business model and for the vision of AEW, I don't think it would be good in the long term. I would actually. Now I'm, I'm pushing this. Just because I want to see Chris go absolutely crazy when Brock Lesnar shows up and Pete goes, ah, Brock, <laughs> squashing all the competition. It's good for the company. Always said it. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If if Mr. 305 Live wasn't such a great nickname for him, I would rename Pete Mr. Big Fan Always Have Been. <laughs> yeah, you can have multiple nicknames. This isn't, That's true. Not I, think, in. We don't, I think we've we all had a couple. Let me ask you a question. How much how much meat can one man move from restaurant to restaurant? Look, lately I've been I've been smoking meats. Yeah. Brisket. I did my like it starts to add up, man. I did yeah. like a seven pound brisket. Granted, his meats are probably more concise. Um, I I just want to point out that he doesn't drive a delivery truck. <laughs> so you're putting the meat in the back seat of a uh, Ford. Whatever it is, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll, we won't identify his vehicle for the fan out there, but 
Um, this is a standard sedan. It's not like a Ford 500. The man's name? I don't. What was his name? Dalton. Dalton. Duncan. Duncan. Yeah. We'll, we'll call him Duncan. Duncan James. Uh, so, <laughs> Duncan John. We'll I like to picture Pete carrying like all the little uh, white dishes of lobster meat pie, like one by one, out to his car and driving them, you know, Just from Shrew. Basically holding Pete slap, uh, slices of bacon like wet socks. Not yeah. I, I just imagine loading up a, a truck, a car, doing all this work and putting your key in the ignition, get ready to go, and all of a sudden all the lights turn back on. <laughs> <laughs> and then cue the uh, the Kirby enthusiasm music. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that would happen. We miss you, Pete, but we're gonna trash you this entire episode. I hope you yeah. know it. I think I'm more upset he didn't ask me. Yeah, I would have taken off work and loaded up my truck with meat. Right, just give me a sliver and I'll do it. That's what all a truck is all about, having your friends ask you for stupid requests. <laughs> <laughs> and usually if you help somebody move something, they buy you like a pizza or something. I would have yeah. walked away give, with Give me one 20, of those steaks. I would have walked, uh, walked away with 20 steaks and a couple uh, lobster pies. and. Yeah, right. that would be pretty good. So the yeah. question is, what, where would the most meat get moved? To the other restaurant or to your refrigerator? Oh my <laughs> god. I would, I would definitely – you wouldn't see the truck for a little bit. <laughs> we, we, we did buy a second refrigerator. I, I would just load it up. Yeah. All right. Next topic. Topic number two. So I'm watching – I got SmackDown on. I Guys, I didn't have time to watch it um, <laughs> in the last six days. Um, but miraculously, there was a trial. My man Otis lost his uh, – his Money in the Bank briefcase, and The Miz is suddenly sitting as Mr. Money in the Bank currently, uh, which means he's probably in line for a title shot somewhere between now and next July. Uh, push or squash, Miz is as a world champion again. Uh, Chris Barcella! <laughs> I'm pushing. I love The Miz. I think he's these last few years he's been doing some of his best work. Um, not only am I pushing... I'm giving you an exact date for when I'm pushing. Wow. November 22nd, 2020. Oh, this year. The 30th anniversary of the debut of The Undertaker to the day. Wow. But it will also be 10 years to the day that The Miz cashed in Money in the Bank and defeated Randy Orton for the world title. Survivor Series, Roman destroys Orton to win the champion versus champion match. No title on the line. Miz comes down cashes in on Orton for the second time, 10 years to the day from the first time. Can we wow. back up for a second? What a waste of a match. You have two champions fighting for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, honestly, it's we should talk about... supremacy. We should talk about Survivor Series separately after, after this. Right, right. But, because uh, I have some thoughts on it. But, I agree with Chris. I am pushing this. It's funny because I was like, I don't know exactly when you're going to fit him in, but that makes sense. But I'm pushing this for one major reason, because Miz deserves it. He has been around for many years. His first title reign got all goofed up because of The Rock and Cena. Dwayne. Also, the Money in the Bank winner should always be a heel, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, because it should be a dastardly move and opportunistic. And, you know, it only takes – his finisher lends itself to cashing it in. Um, I, I love the idea of Survivor Series, but, you know, 
I, I, I like the idea of the Miz carrying the title into WrestleMania um, as the heel next year. I like it. I'm also so, a push. Not only I, I just went back and checked my stats because I want to make sure I'm not saying anything out of turn. Not only would it be 10 years to the day, November 22nd, 2010, it would also be in Orlando, Florida, the same place he cashed in on him last time. Wow. Oh. Yeah, that would be so, good. Well, we, well, why do something different? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a push. I think he'd be a great champion. And I think the climate's changed since the last time. Um, and even if they didn't want him to go on last, um, obviously there's, there's still two championships that can put him on first, like they did. Like last time was uh, was it Punkin? No, it's a Punkin Edge or Punkin Horton. Um, WrestleMania 27. It was the world title match, and it, it started like way early in the night. Oh, Edge and Del Rio. Probably. I don't Edge know. and Del Rio opened WrestleMania 27, yeah. I think. Big gold belt. That's right. So I'm pushing it. Gosh. I can't see him on uh, Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> All, right. All right. Next topic. Topic number three. Last night, well, or six weeks ago, when Strim post after Strim post this, <laughs> uh, <laughs> NXT host uh, hosted a uh, Halloween, Halloween Havoc. Which was an old timey WCW pay per view for all you children out there. Um, you know, obviously WWE has trademarked a lot of WCW pay per views. Uh, push or squash, Justin Strem. WWE using more WCW name pay per views going forward. And second part, which one do you want to see return? I am pushing this with one condition that you make it the actual pay-per-views for the big brand. And I think that this like relegation to NXT, no disrespect to NXT, um, kind of cheapens them. And they have some great history and great yes. names. Like and, they, uh, they had Starcade, but that was on like a yeah. Saturday in November. Right. The week after Survivor Series or before. It was a weird house right. show. And I'm fine with moving Starcade to... October or you know December or whatever you want to do, but I love we love the war games here, right? We talked about it. Uh, Starcade, Bash at the Beach is a great gimmick. Uh, there's no reason if you have one. Really, Cody Cody won that one. Oh, interesting. But either either way, uh, if you're gonna have a pay per view every at some in some cases three weeks, like get rid of these like paybacks and armageddons and use the the heavily uh branded names that we love from the from the 80s and 90s so i am pushing this done right and which one do you want to bring back starcade starcade <laughs> <laughs> right, i mean starcade was legendary you know it was like their wrestlemania it was like it was like, it was like one of their five wrestlemanias every year <laughs> The biggest event in the history of our great sport. Um, Push a a squash. Push. I'm a push, um, and I would bring back my favorite, one of my favorite WCW concepts, because War Games is my favorite, and they already do that on the NXT level. I would bring back the Battle Bowl. 32 men put into random tag teams. 
the lethal lottery. Last man standing gets a world title oh, I shot. I think AEW just did that. Yeah, they called it something else, and it was a women's tag team tournament on AEW Dark. So, so nobody saw it. I, nobody I, saw really, it. I really thought that was going to be on TV. <laughs> yeah, it was on YouTube. Yes. No, but you take you take thirty two guys, you random you randomly put them together. Yeah. And the way that they it so it depends it depended on the year. Um, sometimes it would be the 32 men into mixed tag team matches cut down to 16 and then a second round of matches. That's great. And then you're down to eight and then there's a battle Royal and the last two men standing wrestle one-on-one to, uh, the king of the, the battle bowl champion. The other way that they used to do it, they cut it, you know, from 32 down to 16, those 16 would be in two rings. And you'd have to throw your opponent from one ring into the other. And Mm -hmm. then, so the last man standing in ring one would be one winner. And then in ring two, you got to throw everybody out. And then the last two men standing wrestle one-on-one. I think that's odd. I mean, to me, me it's unpredictable, right? Which is why we love the Rumble. Um, You know, which of these up-and-comers is going to get the push? It could be any of six or seven or eight people. I think they should bring that back. And I love tournaments in general. So, As long as they don't do the <laughs> TNA reverse battle royal. What's your favorite oh, hair metal song? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you know, in the end, it was uh, Rocky Like a Hurricane defeated. Uh, no, lost to. Um, yeah, even though it had even, even though it had more votes. Here we votes. go again. By God, it, was, it was like Hillary Clinton had, had a million more votes, but lost uh, the Electoral College. The ballot box was stuffed, so <laughs> I... I yeah. Yeah. All, your call, all your high school friends vote. I don't know what you're I know. Well, you know, they have this thing called an IP address that <laughs> tells you who voted 47 times. Anyway, we're getting way off topic, and we're going way back in history. Well, I am pushing this. I love history, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I was looking at the Jericho matches today. I went through, like, 2008, and, like, every match was, like, a heavy metal concert. It was, like, No Mercy, Armageddon, blah, blah, blah. And I know some, most of these are gone. Uh, but I like, the, uh, I like the idea of bringing back Starcade, and I like it in December as kind of like a year-end show. I know yeah, WrestleMania. Like, I know WrestleMania is like the big, biggest show of the year, but I like kind of like a December. This is like the last big pay per view of the year. It's Starcade. And, and then in three weeks, it's the Royal Rumble. Then in three yeah. weeks, we start over with the Royal Rumble. Well, like you know, you kind of have that barrier, right? At January, it's usually late January, last Sunday in January for a Rumble. Right. I'm fine with like a mid uh, to late December or, or Christmas weekend, um, yeah. even. Sunday, uh, Starcade. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, and I think Sting should be the champion every year at the end of it. <laughs> Sting, baby. <laughs> baby, it's Sting. I think baby. Lex Luger should win by countout, and everyone comes out and holds him on their shoulders. <laughs> and that concludes Push a Squash. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Another, another successful week of I love Pusher Squash. Uh, I should have, you know, I, I was stumbling a little. I, I literally what I texted today is all I had written out. Usually I write a little something up. Um, Chamley, you you do a nice job on it. These are good thoughts, and uh, I didn't a, have any thoughts until literally. It's you know, a strong segment. 
11.30 this morning. That's when I started checking the news. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of Pusher Squash. So. I love it. I, love, I like to bring a nice segment to this show. Yeah. All right. It is now time for Who Am I? Gentlemen. Oh, shit. I've got six clues. Who am I? I am a former member of the Four Horsemen. Barry I, was a, I was a PWI 500 number one. Ooh. I have wrestled and or worked for WCW, WWF, ECW, and AEW. And AEW. Yes. Uh, Tully Blanchard. No. I am a former cruiserweight champion. Oh, is it? Um, there was like a new Four Horsemen, right? Was Lance Storm in that? It is not Lance Storm. Oh. While my dad was famous for boring us. Oh, Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko. Uh, uh, that's a good one for a Jericho show. Damn it. That's why, that's why I did it. A lot of Malenko. Boris I Malenko. Sh- <laughs> I should have got that. That, was, right, that yeah. was a good clue. So what do I win? <laughs> yeah. It is now time for Hell in a Cell. Ooh. Yeah. We're gonna get some. We're gonna get some proper drops for these uh, segments. Hey, I'll record. Some, I'll record some stuff. I'm yeah. not good at mixing stuff, but. And I say, yeah. 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 you're gonna take even longer to mix it down. Uh, <laughs> hell in a sale. You can also hire a producer. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, because uh, and and Pete in his absence has has ruined everything again. So he was sending me. <laughs> Uh, he was looking up stuff on Facebook Marketplace for WWF, so I said, I'm going to pull a fast one on him. So I went to Craigslist instead. Ooh. And boy, am I glad I did, because I found some gems. How so, many things – can you tell us if you actually bought these things by the way? I, I wouldn't I, put it past you. A man of uh, a man of means. So I will get to one that I'm, <laughs> going, I would, I'm going to buy eventually. It's, it's related to one of my objects. But – I have not purchased any of these, but Craigslist for those uh, for those of you under you know twenty five. Craigslist, Craigslist is like the you know the white pages in an old newspaper where you haven't figured out how to use Facebook Marketplace or Let Go or Offer Up or any other the numerous apps that let you do this uh, much more easily. Uh, so my first item on Craigslist on Hell in a Sale is located in Hanson, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. It wow. is a WWF Attitude Era skateboard from the year 2000. From the year With a pretty... 2000. <laughs> it's actually a pretty, it's a pretty plain looking top. It's a black face and it just has a white old scratchy whoa, WWF whoa, 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 whoa. logo. Whoa. And then, I don't mean black face like whoa, that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this is 2020. Oh, no. Oh, you can't be selling things like that. Breaking <laughs> news. Just got canceled. Breaking news. Rushmore Wrestling's canceled. <laughs> and then underneath, it's just the attitude written in red letters. So there's some blemishes on it. Uh, it's actually like I figured there would be, uh, you know, at least a couple pictures of our favorite attitude era stars, but it's not. It's just really kind of just writing. Okay. Uh, it it was used, but it rides well, according to the seller. So what is the 2000 WWF Attitude Skateboard selling for John Tremblay? 
Is it the original wheels? It looks like it to me. I don't think uh, that they invested a lot of money into this. Has thing. it been has it been used as a weapon during a uh, protest? It, it's intact. I don't know about uh, if it's has been it, a, an no appearance. No one's trying to remove anyone's head with it. I'm going to say, and I don't know what a skateboard costs, but I do play Tony Hawk sometimes, Chris. Excellent game. Um, I'm going to say $300. Okay. I'm Chris Parcella. Say, I'm going to say Trembley's way over, and this person's asking for $30 or best offer. Uh, Chris is much closer. It was fifty dollars, and oh, you wow. could probably, if you were to email them right now, you could probably get it for thirty. That would be my guess. <laughs> because, uh, am I? In my? <laughs> can, can we? <laughs> can we just start pooling our money and buying this shit? I'm, well, I will. I'm good I for promise, ten. I'm good for ten. I promise. I'm also I'm good not, for ten. <laughs> uh, maybe that's what I'll do next time we get together. I'll buy one of these items, uh, and I will present it to you after you've guessed it. So whoever wins it wins it. Look for really cheap products. <laughs> yeah, right. Did you? Did, are, is anyone selling a WWE meat tra, uh, meat transporting dolly? <laughs> well, those little like meat coats, like a butcher wears. <laughs> yeah, right. How about WWE branded power? Like just literally, <laughs> you know. Light switch covers like I talked about last time. I used to have that Hulkamania light. I used yeah. to have a Hulkamania light cover. I have that in my uh, in the package still. Wow. Yeah. Can you look up a WWE branded uh, generator, but not just any generator, an industrial strength one? It's maybe it's one just, that one that might be able to power a whole building, a whole restaurant. Well, I'll tell you. Uh, it's just it's just Ultimate Warrior shaking a rope. That's how it generates its power. <laughs> that would be odd. I'd buy that. We're, we're looking for a new generator at work, one that can power the whole building. Um, and I would totally be on. I, would, I might even overpay for it. <laughs> Beverly Brothers. Well, this next item was was gonna be my last item, but then I found something even better. If you can believe that, this is the. Original. This is in Springfield, Massachusetts. Let me get my announcer voice. This is the original WWF Superstars Arcade game, restored and in great condition. There's an offer to send a video of the actual gameplay. We're talking about the uh, game released, I believe, in 1989 or 1990. The incredible, uh, one of the greatest... Arcade games, in my opinion, of all time. WWF Superstars with Legion of Doom, Big Boss Man, Hulk Hogan, all, and all the uh, all the big names. It is restored, perfectly wor- working condition. What are they asking for on Craigslist from Springfield? Now, I'm a bit concerned because Legion of Doom wasn't in Superstars. They were in WrestleFest. Sorry, so, I got it mixed up. What? Superstars. Superstars, okay. Um, I'm going to say fully restored. It's a full-size cabinet. Yeah, it's not like a sealed-up ROM. Like, like you'd see in Hampton Beach. I'm going to say $5,995. All right. John Trembley. I'll say uh, I'll give him the full seven. Seven grand, wow. Yeah. Uh, so it is listed for $2,850, which means Chris 
has won again. Um, I would say in my searching uh, that arcade games go for a little bit less than pinball machines. And the WWF Royal Rumble pinball machine is in that realm. It's it's actually more like $2,500. So I'm um, keeping an eye out for that because that is truly uh, remarkable, McMahon. Remarkable. But that's, uh, you know, if you want, if you got three grand lying around, you might be able to get them down too. Well, I did before the Apple earnings call. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a rich boy you are. <laughs> Was. Well, Chris has won this uh, round, but we uh, we do have to cover my last item because I, I couldn't believe my own eyes. Um, and I the fact that somebody's selling this, first of all, but and second, that it was produced – because WWF will put their logo on anything, especially back in the day. Like we talked about light switch covers and, you know, thermoses and all, you know, all sorts of random crap that you wouldn't even think of. Uh, I got a kite that has superstars on it, all this stuff. What? A kite. Oh, okay. Hey. Oh, what? We are totally canceled. This is amazing. <laughs> no. I bet you there's one. It flies one in the air in the wind. I'm sure you've heard of it. Yes. This is listed in Winthrop, Massachusetts. This is, quote, very rare. NXT. Oh, wait. This is a Stone Cold Steve Austin promotional condom. Ah, I knew it. <laughs> with instructions on the inside of how to use a condom. This was released in 2000. Oh, no, excuse me. It was expired in 2003, so they think it was released sometime in 1998, so please don't use it. Uh, <laughs> what do you think this is listed at in on Craigslist? The it's a it's a single condom in a its own package with instructions with Stone Cold's face on it for some reason. So, first off, by I've waited for this moment. <laughs> you started this segment one or two times ago. Um, I've been waiting for this. Uh, as a devout Christian, I do not believe in prophylactics, um, so this should be this shouldn't be on Craigslist. It should be in the trash, quite frankly. Uh, Justin uh-huh. Strom, I'm glad to see you're finally working blue. Um, speaking of blue, I'm gonna say this is worth five Smurfs. Five Smurfs. Can you can, can you uh, oh, translate it, that to dollars? That's, that's What's the exchange rate? What did you say? Fifty. That's, that's two dollars and fifty cents. Two dollars and fifty cents. Okay. Yes. It's, it's a condom. Do you it think that? <laughs> do you think that someone would go through the trouble of listing something on Craigslist to sell it for two dollars and fifty cents? Uh, I mean, look, I've seen them list humans for zero. So. Well, I mean, that's. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna say ten bucks. Ten, ten bucks. bucks. Okay. Chris I'm sorry, my, my, my Smurf, uh, my Smurf to dollar ratio is off. A mint yeah. in package, Stone Cold Steve Austin condom, <laughs> prophylactic, birth control device. Goddamn son, seventy-five dollars. Yep. Not bad. Not bad. He's asking. For $150. Oh, 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 that is a clean sweep for Parcella. By the way, 
it came down from he's dropped that from his initial ask of four hundred dollars. Jesus. God now, damn. I think Tremblay's more in the ballpark of what it's actually worth. I wouldn't pay more than five or ten dollars for something like that. I think uh, can, can you monitor this post and just yeah. like every episode, if it's still up, just bring it up. And when it gets to like yeah. when it gets to like twenty bucks, we'll buy it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll we'll, buy we'll, it. we'll buy it. We'll post it on the uh, ten count website. We'll put it on the ten count hall. Of, oh, I'm sorry. The Rushmore website. The Rushmore Hall of Fame. I Can you imagine is... saving this? By the way. And by the way, this just, in my opinion, just means this guy has never gotten laid, right? Can like you, even. Can you imagine how much this would be worth if it was used? <laughs> oh, this begs the question. How many times has he pulled it out of his wallet? The girl has said, a wrestling condom, really? And then out the door. Right. Well, that assumes he got a girl uh, to be willing, and that's that's a leap for me. Randy Willing and Gable? Yes. Can you send me the post? I'm going to email the seller and say, I will buy this for $100. Really? Send me a photo of what you look like, because I need to know. (laughs) Ah! How awful of a person you have to be. All right, it's on your way to your Gmail right now. (laughs) I will buy this for a hundred bucks if you can send me a picture of you holding this next to someone saying, you want to go home? (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, that was hell in a sale. Can we we have that person call in next week and tell us how they acquired such a (laughs) device? (laughs) It was probably given out as a promo. By the way, it was lifestyle branded, so it was like an actual, like, you know, decent uh, brand. It's a good brand. It's 99.9% effective. uh, Sort of like your survival rate from COVID, you know? Oh, you just sent me it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. All right, it is time to get to business. <laughs> so bring, bring your stone cold condoms. I thought, by the way, that uh, not to interrupt you, Chris, but like it, I did Google it just to make sure it was real. Like I'm like, this guy could have made this up, but I guess Pritchard talked about it uh, two years ago or so, so you probably heard it. Uh, as oh, a, I've I've seen it on like, uh, like there's a list of like they actually stuff. made this like yeah. WWE yeah. branded merchandise. Like, oh can you? God. I can't believe they sold this. There's like WWE bar <laughs> soap where there was. Really? Uh. All right. Can I give uh, Mr. Winthrop some advice? If you're trying to sell a condom, don't take a picture of it <laughs> on your bed. <laughs> oh God. Also, it's like a playing card for Stone Cold. It has his height, his weight, where he's from, <laughs> his favorite quote, and his trademark finisher. Also, his signature. So, oh, good. Wait, it's signed? God damn, son. It's at 400 or best offer. Yeah, but the listing, if you if you now search Craigslist. Now he's down to yeah. 150. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my, I got to email this guy. That's you know what from four hundred down to one fifty. That's a tremendous bargain. Yeah, you know, that's more than that's more than fifty percent off. <laughs> yes, you're right. Yeah, uh, probably manufactured in nineteen eighty eight. Probably with two L's. Yeah, nineteen eighty eight. Probably, 
1998. Oh, boy. 98. Okay. Trembley said it. Probably. Very rare and interesting piece, unlike the one I own. <laughs> you, that's not like something you could display like a figure or a title belt or something like that. You're like, hey, look it. Here's my condom. That, right, you ready? Uh, I, I got it. This is pure gold. I. I love, by the way, when you. The I is the first letter of the entire thing. And it's yeah. not even capitalized. I have, I have from the Attitude Error a Stone Cold Steve Austin promo condom sleeve, making it sound bigger than it is. The condom is a lifestyle. Yes. That came with the holder, which opens up with Stone Cold's bio and catchphrases. See pick. Awesome expired. If I, if I see the pick, like it's not worth anything to. Now I have the picture. Yeah. This isn't something I, we're gonna bring home in frame. That's so what I'm my saying. Grandkids. They can display it. <laughs> we could. We could. Yeah. I mean, I might because I'm deranged, but the Rushmore Wrestling Hall of Fame. The first inductee, a stone cold condom. This this condom <laughs> expired in 2003, just like, just like the owner. <laughs> oh, he doesn't even have a manufacturer's date. <laughs> oh, he's just guessing. Now he's just oh. yeah. Who made him the authority on condom? I like. Action? You don't even know it's a stone cold condom until you open it up because the front is a WWF attitude. Yes. And then you open up. Then, like, what if you bought it and you open it up and, you go, and it was The Rock, and you're like, oh no, no, I'm more of a Stone Cold fan, baby, not tonight. <laughs> How about a handy instead? <laughs> I like it, it. Oh, it's just a condom holder. No, you there's a take, condom in there. Yeah, but it, but this is just a holder because then there's a package. Um, that you, you can see like there's two little wings that hold it in. So this guy could have at any moment <laughs> t- at least taken the condom out. And just sold the packaging. Yeah, but then it's you know it's it's incomplete. Oh, it's like it's like when you bust open a uh, an action figure and say it's right. It's, it's worthless. It's touched the air. <laughs> right. Don't you let that bad boy breathe? It's not worth anything. This is great. I love it. I like. Uh, oh my god, Winthrop, my hats off to you. Do not contact me with unsolicited office services <laughs> or offers, sir. You're selling a condom for Christ's sake. <laughs> Hi, Daddy. I'd like to buy it, but only if we can share it. This says it was only posted three days ago. So he either he took this from another listing, or in three days it's dropped. Uh, probably took down two hundred fifty dollars. Two hundred fifty dollars. The, the, the first post probably expired. Like it only I stays up for so long. And, and I bet you he posted it in like twenty ten. Forgot about it. And then got an email randomly one day that says, hey, your post expired. Your 10-year-old post expired. <laughs> hmm. uh, it doesn't well. stay up that long. Anyway, I'm glad right, right. to entertain you. I, I've had my fun with the Stone Cold Hell in the Sale is the best. <laughs> All, the All right. Place, the places you'll go. <laughs> it's time to get to work. The top four Chris Jericho matches... Of his 30-year career. Uh, let's start with you, Jonathan. So I took a, a, an interesting approach to this. You put all AEW matches on an episode. <laughs> well, I don't think he's had four matches in AEW, Chris. Um, I went in a chronological... Ooh. Of, but I went... I didn't pick all WCW 
WWE, New Japan. I, I went from, boom, 1,004 holds when he kind of took off and said, from then on, let's go in a chronological, chronological order, one from each stop he's made. I didn't, okay. have any, I didn't have any ECW, so I got WCW, WWE, New Japan, and then AEW. Okay. I, I said I could load up, like, I could list 100 WWE matches. I'm like, let's just pick one, and let's just... Because these are different eras of Jericho. Like, we have the kid, we have, you know, the cocky heel, the, the angry heel, and wh- who he is today. So, so uh, let's save your WWE one for last, just... Okay. To avoid potentially blowing up. So yeah, I'm gonna start with. Yeah. I'm gonna start with my AEW one. Okay, I don't have any AEW on my list. I figured. Uh, so, mm. so Strem, AEW is a it's a new wrestling brand. Oh. And it's on it's on Wednesdays opposite of NXT. Do tell us about it. Oh yes. Strem, so NXT I have... is WWE's developmental <laughs> brand. NXT is <laughs> where they was it where they you know. Warden off all the WCW pay-per-view names. That's <laughs> uh, from WWE is WWF. <laughs> they changed the name. What? Yes. Uh, Why did they change the well, name? Federation doesn't work. It sounds more like uh, something from the 30s in Poland. But but entertainment, oh, that's more like it. Yes. Um, so my AEW match is uh, him versus Mox at Revolution 2019. Even though he lost, this is still, I think... I think is one of his best matches in AEW to date. Um, you know, I was going to pick, uh, I watched the Hangman match today, uh, the original title match, and I said, that's okay. I think Hangman and him really didn't have any chemistry, obviously. It was a new company. They really didn't work together. But him and Mox had chemistry from, obviously, where they were before. Um, he beat the hell out of Mox. The whole lead-up to it with the eye patch, they claim they hurt Mox's eye. I think that was in a, a table, ladders, and chairs match versus uh, Seth Rollins. Oh, right, the, sorry, that was Rey Mysterio. Um, <laughs> you know, they're, they're beating the hell. It's, it's like Survivor Series 97, Michaels and Hart. They're in the crowd beating the hell out of each other. Jericho grabs the camera. He's flipping off Mox. Um, as a chicken shit heel, he's trying to get disqualified. Champion's advantage. Um, he's shoving Aubrey Evans around, which is rare to, you know. Yeah. Um, the inner circle gets thrown up, thrown out of the ringside. Of course, they add a certain element to the match. Um, yeah, you know, he's the entire time he's slapping Mox on the side of the face. He can't see, and he says, "He goes, he goes come on, you blind son of a bitch!" <laughs> uh, and then towards yeah. the end of the match, Mox, of course, takes the eye patch off, and he could see the entire time he was just playing Jericho. It's a paradigm ship one, two, three, and we have our second AEW champion, but. I think it was a good showing. Um, obviously, it's you know it, it, it probably could be it probably would have had a rematch if um, you know this year didn't go to lockdown. But obviously things changed direction. It's probably for the better that Chris Jericho stays out of the title scene at least for a little bit. But I, I think it was a good match. Um, I personally had, hadn't seen it until today when I uh, illegally watched it on the Daily Motion. But I think it shows. I think it was probably one of Jericho's. Obviously, it was his last great match. I think it was the last time he was in decent shape. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but that's... 
Jericho just responded on Twitter to us attacking us. <laughs> Somehow he hears when people oh, criticize him. Oh my god, he, he won't listen to this, but I, I, you're We're banned. I am. Yeah. <laughs> We're banned. We're banned from watching Chris Jericho now. Right. No, it's a good one, and I think uh, I did a similar thing with his eras. I, I don't have an EW one, but... Well, that's um, what it was. Right, right. But I... I didn't see the I, match. Um, I haven't bought any of the AEW pay-per-views unless it's 9.99 I don't I don't deal in pay-per-view um which actually isn't true I bought the first two I bought all out and I bought double or nothing um when Jericho won the title but I haven't I haven't seen an AEW pay-per-view since um so I mean yeah. I, I can't I can't legitimately comment on it I think you all know how I feel about yeah Next, um, I, I just think in terms of now, it's like who does who in AEW does he have good chemistry with? I mean, Mox is the only one he's probably had the most matches with in the last decade. Everyone yeah. else is kind of new to him. You know what I mean? I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. Even even Luther, Jesus Christ, he fought him thirty years ago. Congratulations. Uh, Luther's grabbing his forehead on the on the top rope and slipping off. So right. <laughs> I, I uh. wish. I wish Lance Storm was his opponent that night. Actually, honestly. I yeah, they they should have brought him out. I think he can still go. They, had, get, like, they had their first match against each other. Yeah, it would have been nice. Um, I think I think the plan, you know, however long Jericho plans on wrestling for, his last match will be against Lance Storm. Are they getting along again? Because I know they kind of gotten a bit of a like he dropped Lance Storm from the, his podcast site and all that stuff. I think they're I think they're doing well again. Okay, that's good. That, you know, he might have gotten dropped because Lance took a job with WWE. Oh, makes sense. And then he got furloughed. So yeah. Gotcha. All right, Stremmy, you're uh, your first one. All right. Um, my last one onto the mountain it's from 1997. <laughs> WCW Fall Brawl, the opening match for the Cruiserweight title against Eddie Guerrero. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I wanted to pick one of his Cruiserweight uh, title matches, and this was kind of early on because Eddie was actually the heel. And this is almost even more of an Eddie match than a Jericho match. And I think that one of the reasons I love this so much is watching it back from currently – knowing what we know about the two of them and how much they loved each other and respected each other, uh, how much fun they were having during the match and how clever it was because it was a mix of, of uh, you know, pacing. It, w- it was very slow at times and then super fast speed at other times. Uh, there was a lot of like submission holds, but then power moves as well. There was a couple of times where Jericho threw uh, Eddie like a lawn dart, as uh, Shivani said in, in commentary. Um, and, and it was just an awesome opener. And, and the place was going crazy. And it's funny because it was a lot of like, you know, probably 20 and 30 something year old guys. Like there was a guy like shirtless in the crowd, like drinking and screaming. It was just like a different Love vibe. It. Yeah, it was it was funny. And it. Uh, what stuck out to me is Eddie, um, the first couple moves, like Jericho does a couple arm drags to him and, and 
Eddie's walking up to the ref and he's like holding his hair, saying like Jericho's holding his hair. Then he finally like turns the corner and gets the advantage and he gets Jericho in like some like kind of like chicken wing and just grabs the biggest handful of hair right in front of the ref and just rips his whole head back. And then <laughs> when the ref gives him hell about it, he just like gives you know he complains. Um, actually, Eddie Guerrero wins this match and at one point I had almost every match on my Rushmore. Jericho ended up losing, but that that ended up switching out a little bit. Uh, but just an awesome match. So so many things. I don't. There was moves in there that I couldn't even tell you what they were. They were so comfortable with each other in terms of reversals and timing that uh, they could do things that are totally unique. Um, so I recommend watching it if you get 20 minutes. It's the first match of the '97 Fall Brawl. Great match. Was this um was this during the time when Eddie had that really weird like mullet mohawk thing going? Well, he had like it was like really kind of greased up. It was long. It was pretty long black hair, but it was wet. Okay, you know? were the sides of his head shaved or no? No, okay. it was still you know just slick back hair. All right, just looking like really greasy and dirty yeah. and okay. Yeah. I remember the match. It was a damn good one for sure. Yeah, if if you're uh, if you're having trouble falling asleep tonight. Uh, throw that one on because it was fun and you can see like jericho's kind of doing like uh trying to make heel faces but he's almost kind of laughing because those two are just like they're they're, you know two peas in a pod so that you can tell they're having a good time out there i think anytime any of those guys from like that little cohort you know the yetis uh benoit jericho um i think anytime those guys fought it was just kind of like Right. It's, it's like it was like it would be like one of us having a match and just being like let's let's do this let's do that right. let's let's give him a show you know. Let's move uh, some meat. Let's move some, <laughs> some meat. Fucking meat. <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't want to. I can get into other matches. I don't want to blow up any spots in case we talk about more of them. But yeah, there's, I have more uh, thoughts on the cruiserweight stuff. Yeah, uh, a man of your stature would. <laughs> <laughs> Mister 105 Live. Mister 105 Live. I wish I was 105. Well, maybe not yeah. that long, but you know. Well, you were for like 20 years, and then yeah, you had that chicken nugget. <laughs> All right. My first, uh, first one on, or last one on, however the hell we say it, is from Royal Rumble 2001, the ladder match over the Intercontinental Championship with He Who Shall Not Be Named. Yeah. Um. God damn, such a good match. Jericho throws the walls of Jericho on him on the top of the ladder. They they just yeah. beat the shit out of each other. It was such a good match. Yeah. They really did. I actually just watched this 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 afternoon to refresh my memory. It's my uh it was my next match on the okay. on the Rushmore. Uh they beat the piss out of each other. And you know, this is there's a spot of Benoit diving through the ropes and then and Jericho hits him with the chair. Um, they, uh, uh, you know, they fall. Uh, Benoit at one point falls basically on the ropes out of the ring. Um, at one point, Jericho pins Benoit like at the bottom of the ladder where and then Benoit has to like, kind of bench press it up. But they they both took a beating in this match, especially Benoit. Um, it, it was it was great, and that, actually, it's the reason that one of the other big time matches that'll probably get mentioned later fell off my list because I think they took a lot of spots from this match. Mm. Uh, so it was uh, 
it was great. And like you said, Trembley, the, the chemistry that uh, Jericho had with, with that group, your Malenko's, Mysterio's, uh, Guerrero's, and Benoit, he he should not be named, um, carried into this match for sure. Yeah, that this didn't make my list for WWE, um, but I remember reading it in Jericho's book, and he was like, it's a shame, like, this match would just never be talked about. He goes, it would probably be one of the best ladder matches of all time. Um, yeah. I think he mentions that. Was was he in, like, a TLC 3 with them? Was he in one you, of the yeah. TLCs? There, there's yeah. a TLC. Um, with, that with Benoit. It, it did not make my list, but it was Jericho and Benoit. Yeah. Um, Kane and RVD, um, and I forget the the rest. It was it was right after the um, the Raw 2001 match with Triple H Torres Quad. Okay. It was on like the SmackDown right after that, I believe. Because I think he said that he he mentions the latter match. He also mentions that match. He says I think this is one of the best TLC matches. It's a shame you'll never hear it talked about in a conversation because of you know for obvious reasons, but. Right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. So, uh, John, next on your list. My second one, uh, continuing the backwards theme, uh, I'm going to go to New Japan. I'm going to go to Chris Jericho's only five-star match with Dave Meltzer. Uh, it was Jericho, Omega, Russell Kingdom 12. I call it the yeah. Battle of the Winnipeggers. Two guys from Winnipeg fly out to Japan and kick each other's ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember the shock when Jericho showed up in New Japan. I mean, I'm not a New Japan fan, and it even hit, like, I remember seeing the videos and stuff like that. Um, and the build-up to that match was just insane. Uh, Jericho showing up at the press conferences in New Japan, which are a little more realistic than mm-hmm. our uh, American press conferences. <laughs> they actually, it, it's more of a Donald Trump press conference than a Joe Biden press conference where you have actual questions from actual people. Um <laughs> The Helper. thoughts and opinions of Jonathan Trimbley do not necessarily uh, meet those of Rushmore Wrestling. MAGA! Um, uh, so it was the Alpha versus the Omega. Uh, the best in the world. I, I say it's an overused cliche, but not here. Uh, it was made a no DQ because it was so contentious leading up to it. Uh, they started with a lot of action outside the ring. Jericho rammed K- Kenny's head into a chair. He was bleeding profusely. By the way, Kenny had like this... Native American style, like war, Indian War haircut, um, not the uh, not the Karen haircut he has today. Um, the the match went longer than the actual main event, which came after it. Which, I mean, I don't know how you could follow those two. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Meltzer gave it 11 stars, whatever it was. <laughs> I told you, you gave it five. No, um, the, the match that it fo- that followed. Oh, it. sure, why not? It's in Japan. Um, Jericho goes into a lion salt. Omega catches him and uh, gives him the one-winged angel. And uh, it's a great match, even in defeat. Once again, this, like, think of my two matches. They're him losing. But it's like yeah. they're great matches. He's just – I mean, the, the, I also I like to consider the build-up to it. I mean, obviously, it makes for a great promo package beforehand, and it makes the match mean a little something. Uh, this match set up you know, what we thought AEW would be. This is where it was kind of born. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's – on TV in America, so it doesn't have the... Uh, I, I think they work around it fine, but, I mean, this was like... You believe these two guys hating each other the way they were talking, so... Right. Now, this is on my Rushmore as well, uh, and to me, it really opened the door. It, it showed Jericho that he could sell on his own, 
and I think it was a big step in the the AEW process, right? Yep. I, I actually saw this on Access TV because of the agreement they have with New Japan. Uh, it was great. It was it was long. It was they beat the hell out of each other. But I think it was a marked a turning point uh, for what we're seeing now. Uh, and Kenny Omega was PWI number one, I think, uh, for 2018, um, if not 2019. So, you know, and this, by the way, Jericho, it was his first match in a year and a half because he left WWE in July of 2017, or at least, you know, for his big time match. Uh, but man, it, he and, and he had changed his gimmick a little bit, right? He was the uh, I don't think he was a pain maker yet, but he was still no. he was like he was, he like, was the he, alpha. It was the alpha. Yeah, right. He was the yeah, alpha. But I what I did like is he was wearing his WWE in the match, like the Jericho <laughs> yeah. ones. So, so I, like, the, I yeah. liked it because it, it felt like it felt like this guy just showed up like like an old time wrestler showed up to like a high school. Right. I was like, oh, this fit me back in '85. So yeah. This is, I'm man mountain rock. I'm ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it like it, it didn't fit his persona because it was like bright lights and like, oh, right. like the twinkly pants. Right. And you're, right. Like, you're like, no, 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 you're the, you're the, you're the alpha. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. This did not make my list. I forgot all about this match, but. Oh, how could you? It was the match of the year. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I also started on Access TV once, you know, it got made available because. I've purchased a Wrestle Kingdom. They got me once. They'll never get me again. Um, <laughs> Describe to us your Wrestle Kingdom experience. It was Wrestle Kingdom 10. 10? I'll be right back. AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Yep. Um, there was three different tag title matches. Um, the Bucks were on it. Gallows and Anderson were on it. Um, Trent from The Best Friends was in there with Rocky Romero as Rapungi Vice. Um, okay. I don't know. It was a while ago. I don't remember all of it, but what, what, know, what, like what, what, what turned you off from it? Um, I don't particularly remember. I mean, it was it was a long show. You know, we talk about WrestleMania being long. Wrestle Kingdom is long. Um. You know, part the the crowd's part of the problem. Yeah, uh, you know what? I, I will say that I'm like, if this was in America, like people would be absolutely losing their minds. Losing at their shit. Points. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think that's and, why. I think that's almost why they could put this on before the main event. But, which, by the way, they didn't call this a dual main event. They literally in Japan, they're literal. They say no, the last match is the main event. Right. And I and I think it was. I, I thought it was well paced. But then again, it didn't matter. The crowd, the crowd doesn't get burnt out. These, <laughs> these Japanese wrestling fans can go all night. Right. And my my well, other stone cold condom. That's right. My other problem with New Japan is all of their referees are terrible. I know I take a lot of flack on the text chain about my um, critique of referees, but the New Japan ref, uh, Red Shoes. Yes. He telegraphed so terribly like he literally pauses and waits for the guy to kick out and it just it takes away from it like if they don't have that timing down why bother just be like nope he loses i i said so chris have you considered becoming a referee for a local promotion 
I would love that. Are you kidding me? I would yeah. love that. Let's face it, we're past our actual wrestling years. I would, Come on. I would, my my <laughs> prime spot would be a shit. wrestling about our age. Hey, hey, let's throw you. You're coming in late to the conversation because um, you have the bladder of a two year old. But um, what we're talking about, as I said, Chris, because he's so critical and, and knows what these referees should be doing, that he should consider being a referee for a local promotion. Shit. I, I said, I only said the Japanese ref telegraphs his two counts. He goes, one, two. And yeah. then like, that's just to wait for the guy to start to kick out. And it just it takes away from the believability of it. Right. Right. Speaking of the refs, Jericho beat up Red Shoes in the uh, Omega match we were just talking about. Red Shoes is a straight-up bitch. <laughs> that's they, love Red, they love Red Shoes over in Japan. He's like mm-hmm. fat pants in Ring of Honor. <laughs> So I like how you guys are like, oh, I get to watch this on Access TV. I'm like, I once again, I had to watch this on Daily Motion. Well, you probably have Access TV. You probably should never. I definitely it. have Access TV. I have, I have more channels I know what to do with, but. Oh, oh, oh I'm so rich. Yeah, I know, right? No, I, I think, to, I think I you can watch Ring of Honor on Access TV. I always try to get rid of channels, but then I, I, I like. Comcast just doesn't want me to, you know, drop. They they want me to pay increasingly more every year. Yeah. For for a guy who watches uh, Disney Plus, Netflix, and Amazon Prime. And TNT in the USA Network sometimes. True. Yes, yeah. true. Very true. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Strem, yeah. we let me if if I'm not mistaken, I hope I'm yeah. counting correctly. We've already covered three of yours. We have. Jesus. Right. All right. Well. I think you're not. Right. I, I think I know what your last one's going to be, so we'll hold off on coming back to you on those. Uh, yep, that's fine. Um, it's my number one too, or or the you know your your top continue. your top Jericho match. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, my next one is from No Mercy 2008. It's another ladder match: Chris Jericho versus Shawn Michaels. Um, they beat the hell out of each other. They used the weapon, the weapon as a ladder. Wow, the ladder as a weapon. <laughs> uh, the build up to this was great. Um, you know, Michael's wife, Rebecca, getting punched in the face by Jericho. Um, you know, this this is the feud where Jericho broke his tooth and there was so much blood that Vince said, that's it. No more blood. You know, mm-hmm. it's been 12 years, but that was the match that did it. Um, yeah. One of my favorite ladder matches of all time put on by two of my top five favorite wrestlers of all time. So this was also on my list. And I'm going to predict this got bumped from Justin Strem's list because of the Benoit-Jericho match. That is spot on. Um, I just watched this match. Uh, so did I. The last one I watched before I, I threw it on. And it was I was deciding between this and another match, um, you know, with the same two characters. <laughs> so I'm spoiling <laughs> my list. Uh, oh. So, and I went back and forth on this maybe 10 times, and then I watched this match. By the way, it's Jericho's, I think, favorite. If you were to pin him down and put a gun to his head. Oh, uh, hey, with any luck, we'll find him. <laughs> he loves this match, and he loves uh, the feud, of course, and we can save the, the other match till later. But it was a lot of the same, uh, you know, I, I want to say the same spots, but like the same sort of idea like Benoit at one point got his leg stuck in the ladder and in the ladder got pushed over Jericho had the same thing happen to him in this match same thing with the bench press spot where 
and while I was underneath the ladder, and and Michaels was in that spot this time. So a lot of similar themes, but it doesn't take away from how great the match was itself. It was the main event of that show. It was for the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, it was uh, the blow off to to an incredible feud. I think one of the best feuds uh, in in that decade from oh, 2000 wow. 2010. I think we talked about it on top one on one feuds in the old format. So no complaints from me. Well, I'll have more to say later about. Uh, What's um? Was this the year that uh, Benoit uh, had his accident? This is a year later. Yeah. Because I'm starting to, I'm, like, I'm trying to piece it together. I've been thinking about this since you talked about the last match. I'm like, was this some sort of sick underlying tribute to, like, the Benoit-Jericho match yeah. from before? It's like, if the spots are ni- 99% the same, except for the, uh, they didn't have the walls of Jericho on the ladder. Um I yeah, I don't want to make it sound like it was a carbon copy match, but there was a lot of similar spots. But I think it was more, if I were to try to cr- crawl into their heads, particularly Jericho's, you know, that match is going to be banished, right? So why not use some of the spots from that? That is and, true. Maybe that's why he did that, because he says, he this is way before the network, he says, this is going to be suppressed, deleted. Right. He goes, why, why not have it with uh, my childhood fucking hero and just go right. for it? Right. So. Exactly. Do you guys know who you guys know who invented the ladder match? It was Bret Hart. If you ask him, it, it certainly was. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm working on a new t- a new uh, segment for next week. It's Bre- it's going to be called uh, Which one did Bret not invent or something along those lines? Is it like South Park <laughs> when they said Simpsons did it? Yes, it'll be Bret, Bret Hart, Hart did, it. did it. Bret Hart did it. Bret Hart did it. Um, right, so my covered... favorite. Well, Sorry, my only note from this match I don't think was covered was. Uh, I think King had the line of the night. Um, it was not like a hilarious line, but it was like a, a great line. It was bloody, battered, bruised, and but still the world champion. I think that was a good way to sum up that yeah. match. That is uh, good. It, like, the King yeah, rarely comes up brothers. with something deep or the right thing to say. <laughs> ask, ask three of his ex-wives. But. Oh. Oh. <laughs> All right, so... Uh... Rude. Strem, we've hit three of yours. Trembly, how many of yours have we covered? Yeah, that was my third one. So. That's three. All right, yep. so I'll just round out so we'll all have one left to go. My third is, because uh, I'm a big fat cheater, I counted as one match. Vengeance 2001, December oh, 9th, nice. the night Jericho became the undisputed champion. It was the four-man tournament. He beat The Rock, and then right mm-hmm. after that, Austin came down and they had their match. There was no in, no break in between. So, I kinda, so that's why I treated it as one match. Um, you know, it was... You know, Jericho unifying the two titles, yeah. beating arguably the two biggest stars, uh, if not of all time, of that era. Um, you know, he was the most unlikely of the four competitors. So it was Rock, Jericho and Rock, Austin and Kurt Angle. It really reminded me, going back and watching it, of when Kevin Owens won, won the Universal title. You know, it was another, like, four-man thing. It was like, eh, this guy's not going to win it. It, you know, it's the moment that defined Jericho as a main event player. You know, he toiled in WCW, didn't really do much, came over to WWE in August of 1999. And really that first two years, year and a half, maybe a little bit more, he didn't do a whole lot. You know, he, he feuded with China. He was the Intercontinental Champ. He, he was he European Champ. China. China. <laughs> the Joni Lawner, Lawner virus. 
Um, <laughs> Lower laryngitis. So, yeah. yeah, I I love this. I love both of these matches. And, you know, you guys know I'm a huge fan of Raven. Chicken shit heels are the best. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what Jericho was. You know, crawling up the ramp, crying. I think Vince came out and raised his hand or hugged him or did something along those lines, you know. Got that mm-hmm. stamp of approval. This is my number one prick mm-hmm. for the next for the next amount of, of time. So I love it. Yeah. No, that's a good one. I mean, I like it, it. yeah, I think that they, if you were to look, and it's funny because a lot of the lists online too, they couldn't agree. There's so many to choose from, which is why I'm kind of surprised we've overlapped as much as we have. Uh, I think yes, that they that they, was they, weird. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of like uh, they kind of stand on their own, which is why I think that they don't. They haven't made it up those lists, but when you put it that way, I think it's spot on. All right. Um, John, what's your final match? So mine goes, this is my last one. This is uh, way back in 1998, Jericho versus Stinko Malenko and <laughs> Uncensored. Um, yes. And I think this is right after he started. I think this is right when he after he got put on the map with the man of a thousand four holds, which is probably still the greatest promo of all time in wrestling. <laughs> uh, I like that he came out and he's wearing he's wearing the the, the tights and on the ass it says a, th- a thousand four. <laughs> um, the match <laughs> during the match it starts kind of slow and he keeps putting like little wrist locks on and he he shouts out the number hold it is. I think he shot, he did, he put him in like a, a a wrist lock and he goes forty three. Yeah, he's the champ. So he, at one point he, he does all the the chicken shit heel things. He at one point he walks off uh, trying to get a count out. Malenko goes to chase him. The ref stops him. I think it was a little Nate. Um, mm-hmm. And of course he comes back. Um, you know he's he's doing the the uh, what we know today to be the the Jericho. Like with the the one foot and the flex, right? Uh, Come kidding. on, baby! Yes, he he's shouting "Yeah, baby!" every time he pulls about to pull up a big move. Uh, they had a couple big high spots in it. Um, he wins via the lion lion tamer. He walks off. Mean Gene blows him off the post match interview for some reason, and starts berating Malenko. And Malenko says he's going to leave the company. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, was. I think this this is like. That's great. If he he could recreate this match today, like word for word, move for move, and he'd be like, yeah, this is quintessential Jericho. It's it's like it had everything you we like about Chris Jericho in it. That's awesome. That was that was the beginning of that feud. That was such a good feud. Um, you know, the Slamboree match was an honorable mm-hmm. mention for me. It was the one with the yeah, Battle Royal where Malenko yeah. was disguised as sequel play Cyclope. Um, you know, just Jericho doing the whole conspiracy victim coming out the next night being like, <laughs> Dean Malenko wasn't on the official list of combatants. I didn't agree to wrestle him. Um, yeah, and so then the library next, of Congress. The next, yeah, that's right. He went to the Library of Congress. And then he had a fake letter from Ted Turner. <laughs> and then they had a match for the vacant title. And Malenko got disqualified. So Jericho was like, hey, title is vacant. I won, baby. Give me the title. And then Malenko gets suspended shows up and helps Mysterio win the title, and Jericho hits him again. Nope. He was suspended. Allowed in the arena. Oh, just great stuff. Great <laughs> stuff. 
some brilliant some brilliant soul a few years ago i think it's all been pulled due to copyright claim put like all none of his matches just all of like the bullshit up as like mm-hmm. a best of series on youtube it's a great watch if yeah. you can still find Jer- chris jericho conspiracy victim i love it uh-huh. it's this is this match has all the earmarks of every chris jericho match yeah Bay bay's cockiness oh my god it's just like i, I watched it today uh, this one I got to watch on the network, not Daily Motion. Um, <laughs> and I, I just, at first it was a little slow. Then I go, okay, I go, but this, this is, it, it's like every match he has has these moments in it. You know what I mean? But yep. they, they're all hilarious. They all work. It's like he found a shtick back in 1998, and it still works in 2020. You know? Yeah, I Love think it. Uh, it, that's a great one, and I, I have to watch that because I. I I've watched more like the uh, the slamboree, him announcing all the entrance into the battle royal and stuff. This is Silver King. If he wins 15 more <laughs> oh. matches, he'll be Platinum King. One <laughs> one hilarious note is watching a couple of his old matches on the network. Um, they they mix in his WWE music instead of his old music. Yeah, what's up with that? Uh, it's probably yeah. I think wasn't it like you're right. He was, it, it sounds was, just like Pearl Jam. It was yeah, an instrument like, of Pearl Jam, but yeah. it was like TNT Superstation Rock yeah. Music 4 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 the music goes off, I go, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's not... I mean, and I liked his old theme song. Yeah. And uh, yeah. what, DDP had Nirvana? Right. Yeah, it was basically just completely ripped off from them. DDP! If we were to do, but I'm glad you brought it up, Trembley, because uh, the Slamboree match with Malenko was an honorable mention for me. But I think that if we were to do a Mount Rushmore of just our favorite moments in wrestling history, I think that uh, when the crowd realized, when half the crowd realizes it was Malenko before he even took the mask off, and the other half realizes it when he rips the mask off, Jericho had tormented his entire family and isn't beat up this his Tampa? Father. Isn't this where your father is buried? <laughs> right, right. After he, after all the disgraceful things and ripping on the 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 poster board of Dean Malenko and all the stuff, uh, and I all the cruiserweights being so mad at him, like it was just such a great payoff. Anytime I hear the words Boris, I, I yeah. just think of Boris Malenko. Oh, Boris Malenko. <laughs> And Ron Mysterio when he brings out the little tiny Ray Mysterio and beats him up. Uh, and he, I can't believe he beat me. <laughs> what, what, uh, quasi. Quasi juice. Quasi juice. That's right. Quasi juice. Uh, it's a good one. Lenny Lane. I want my lover boy tape back. Uh. Oh, All right, Strum, I think yeah. we have the same one. I will give you the honors, my friend. Well, you have two of uh, of the same feud uh, because my George Washington of Chris Jericho's matches is from WrestleMania 19. It is Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho uh, in, to me – one of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. Oh man, that must be it, tough for you to say. I know, but it's just it's just true. I mean, because of the build around it, uh, because of the whole <laughs> how 
there was a lot Red of Hart invented uh, WrestleMania. <laughs> but there there was a lot of realness to it, right? I mean, Jericho looked up to Michaels, he thought the world of him, right? And then to to be able to be uh on screen with his hero, one make it seem like he hated him and and be such a great heel. And to be mid-feud, to your point about the whole Malenko thing, early on in the feud, I think, is better than the blow-off match. Yes. And to have all the animosity to accidentally punch Michael's wife right on the lip and have her say backstage, like, that's all you got type thing, um, it was just great. And and it's a reason that uh, I bumped off the ladder match when Jericho wins – Jericho actually lost this match um, to Michaels, but then kicks him right in the nads afterwards to continue the feud, which yes. is one of the reasons I love it so much, right? Because this was like still peak feud. moment. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, oh, like we're going to be friends now all of a sudden? No way. I'm Like the respect is not is not there anymore because you beat me and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to low blow you. Um, but, I mean, two of the top performers in ring of all time um with with a great feud that took a long time which we don't see anymore it took months of building uh, it, it was chris jericho in the in the suit type thing which is why i distinguish it from his 2001 match with benoit uh, when he was sort of new to the company um so it's a different era in my opinion but i think it was really like this feud was him going from great wrestler to like uh, almost promoter, you know, which is what I think he is now. He he sees everything from such a strong vision and and has such a mind for the business that uh, I think this feud is a reason that he's still at the top of the game. You know, what is it? Twelve years later, he's almost fifty years old. He's still right right in the center of it yeah and i think as you get older and your skills decline i'm not saying his have but i think you move that like you said that promoter the guys who make it moving that promoter role know how to sell themselves through promo they don't have to fight every week and they can come out and give you you know a pretty good effort while throwing a little things in the match to you know you know, it's wrestling's a bunch of holds and punches and kicks but you know it's the little things that happen in between that make it go and i think yes yeah i I mean i'm sure chris has a lot of thoughts about this match because he's a big hbk guy as well um but right it's an overall feud to me that that makes it and uh just how how personal he can make it right like the whole cm we didn't talk about cm punk uh in, in that great match in, in how he went into the whole <laughs> your dad's a drunk type thing. Like he <laughs> he somehow gets the buy-in of these people to make it so real. Talk about Malenko. Malenko was his friend. Talk about Malenko's dead father. Oh like the, the fact that he gets the – he must be so charismatic in real life to yeah. be like, yeah, I'm going to talk about your dead father. Or I'm going to talk about your drunk dad and all this stuff. So – um you know, think about all the matches we didn't touch on. Uh, but anyway, I've rambled on long enough. Chris, your thoughts on the WrestleMania 19? I mean, 
I, I absolutely love this match. You know, I was at the Royal Rumble that started to lay the groundwork and set this match up when um, Michaels was number one and Christian mm. came out pretending to be Jericho and then Jericho came out from under the ring and beat the shit out of Michaels, threw him out, and then Michaels came back later and threw Jericho out. Yeah. Um, they did a real good job building up this match, you know, showing the side-by-side comparisons on how Jericho tried to pattern himself after Michaels. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, Michaels, easily the greatest in-ring competitor of all time. Jericho is in that upper echelon, I would say. Don't shake it. He's, <laughs> he's the greatest in-ring competitor of all time. He's never claimed to invent anything. No. Um, he's never. He's never punched his boss and then called the newspaper and say, I didn't lose. I didn't really lose. Well, guess what? You didn't really win either. Um, Jericho is easily in the discussion for, I would say, top five greatest performers of all time. Uh He's so good. He's done it consistently. I mean, this match was 2003. This match was 17 years ago, and we're still talking about it. Um, You know, it was in the middle of the card. It was overshadowed by Lesnar almost killing himself with the shooting star (laughs) press. Um, But, yeah, I mean, this this isn't my top. This isn't just my top Jericho match. It's one of my top HBK matches. It's one of my top WrestleMania matches. And there was no title on the line. It was just two guys that, you know, were obsessed with being better than the other. And sometimes that's better than a championship match. It's, you know, it's it's almost like that wonderful SummerSlam match that some of us love and some one of us hated. <laughs> where the whole idea behind it was like, I just need to prove I'm better than you. Right. And, you know, that's that kind of ego and, and jealousy that that can, you know, make for a great story. And that's right. what this was. Um, yeah. And this is Jericho probably. At his peak, you know, it's the best shape he was yeah. in in his entire WWE run. He had already been champion, you know, so you just kind of like, you know what? I, I've done that. Now it's just time for me to focus on putting on the best match of the night every night. And yeah. That's, you know, that's what these two did on that night. Absolutely. No, it was, it, yeah. And, and I'm glad that um, I ended up switching that out because I, I know we talked about Jericho's favorite match in that feud was the ladder match at No Mercy, but to me, under the bright lights of WrestleMania, I think that one deserves to be on it. So, um, any honorable mentions? Yes, yes. For me, uh, I have a few more to mention. Okay. Uh, SummerSlam 2005, and it was a title match versus John Cena. And this one, the reason I put it on here as an honorable mention is because I remembered it, right? Jericho talked about leading up to the match how he hadn't had a world title match in years, which was true. People were a little bit sick of Cena at this point, uh, even though it was pretty clear that Jericho was leaving the company to do, you know, other – it wasn't even wrestling stuff he was doing. You know, he had Fozzie and all that stuff. But people – were into this like that's how believable he made it it seemed like at a couple points jericho was going to win this match so i actually thought it was a great match uh we talked about the cyclope match with malenko he two people we didn't talk about who he had great feuds with actually we did talk about triple h 
Uh, he had 2002 Hell in a Cell versus Triple H. Uh, 2001 No Mercy match versus The Rock. 2005 Great American Bash versus Rey Mysterio in a mask versus title match. Uh, and WrestleMania 33 against Kevin Owens in yes. uh, his great run uh, with Owens. And I'd, say, I'd say Kevin Owens is... is the matches to end with a few with Kevin Owens. Uh, mm-hmm. I also think, you know, we forgot. I was watching a video out the other night, actually. Um, you might have forgot. You guys, no, <laughs> it actually was on the Facebook. Uh, but on the Facebook, I saw um, a clip of him doc- discussing his feud with uh, the great uh, Fandingler. <laughs> Fandango. Oh. Oh. Fun. Dango. That was unfortunate, wasn't it? You gotta let, the, think, you gotta let the O's breathe, Jonathan. I think Fandango was another testament to him being a true professional when Vince calls him three weeks before and says, you're putting Fandango over. And I, I, I just think him messing with the name. I mean, Fandango didn't do shit in that feud. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was Jericho literally fighting the proverbial... Um, broom. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, and I think what was the other one? Uh, oh, it was another um, it'll come back to me. Chris, honorable mentions. So um, we mentioned the sequel play match. Um, I mentioned the uh, match where Triple H tore his quad. Yeah. WrestleMania 18 against Triple H I thought was excellent. One of Triple H's better matches that was not against Sean or The Undertaker. Um the Elimination Chamber, which wasn't so much of a great match, but an amazing finish, um, where Michaels came out from underneath the ring and super kicked Undertaker, costing him the belt, and Jericho was like afraid of Michaels, but still got the pin on the Undertaker <laughs> to, to, to go on to wrestle Jer- um, Edge at WrestleMania. I think it was Edge. Was it Edge? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jericho Edge, because Edge had just come back from injury and won the rumble and blah, 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 blah. Um, I had one I, more. I got one. I it's the, the, the Bray Wyatt cage match. Is it the Bray Wyatt one where he gets to the top and he shrugs and he, he jumps off the cage. Just a classic moment. Yeah. From I think, I think it was Bray yeah. Wyatt. That sounds uh, right. Yeah. He just, he just shrugs and then does, does like this insane elbow drop from the top of the cage. And I think he misses too. So. Oh, and then WrestleMania 28 against CM Punk was, yeah. was a good was uh, yeah. was another really good match. You know, the guy's done it all. He he was WCW Cruiserweight and TV champion. He was Hardcore champion, US champion, World champion, World Heavyweight champion, Intercontinental champion. He won the tag titles like five or six times. He he literally did everything but win King of the Ring in the Royal Rumble. Um, mm-hmm. What was the match when he got the first time he got quote unquote fired, and they literally have four guys dragging him out of the arena? That was uh, the night after he lost to Cena at okay. SummerSlam. He there was a it was a career match. Yep. And uh, Jericho, not Jericho, Bischoff fired him and they dragged him off. Hmm. Yeah. That's funny. I and mean, I think he he said that's. That's the way he wants to go. He doesn't want to match like like Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels when you know Shawn Michaels got rid of Ric Flair for us. Um, 
Does he want to? Does he want to win on his way out? No, he says does he, he want to be the champion and, and leave. He says he wants to be dragged out. In his book, he says that's the way I want to leave wrestling: being dragged out by four men kicking and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's the best, you know. I think he wants right. he wants to lose, do the right thing, and I lose. Also, do you remember his podcast? He got a little bitchy about the um, the Hall of Fame, where people were like, he got tired of people cheering over people. No, see, uh-huh. I, I'm I'm with him on that one. Yeah, uh, you so, know what? I'll, I'll, uh, if if you don't want that, these are what your fans do. They cheer, <laughs> they yeah. cheer, boo, and yell at you. Like, but like, if so, you don't want that, then go back to like the like the, the private restaurant. You know what I mean? No, so there, there's a fine line. You know, if yeah. if you're if you're doing the I enjoyed working with Hockey Talk Man, woo! I enjoyed working with this guy, woo! But like to do like cat calls and yeah, shout chants at the guys and like this this is your fan, this is your fan base. <laughs> right, but there's there's a time and a place. You know, the next night at WrestleMania, that's the time for that stuff. This is the Hall of Fame. You know, you clap, you, you cheer one more match just because you have to. And if they mention somebody, you know, they mention Ric Flair, you woo. Leave all the other crap for when they're in the ring. I'm with Jared on that one. We, we don't know what they're going to do for the Hall of Fame because this year they didn't have one, right? Um, and the last time we had one, I don't know if you recall, that Brett took his last bump. Um, oh, I, I thought, I what thought a hero. Be, I, I thought mean, they were going to. Yes. I think that was you. <laughs> no. I think. Um, I would I, I would I wouldn't want to touch him and, and risk getting my hands well, off in that oh greasy gray hair of his. I, I love when he pops up and they cut it on the network. And you just see his hair just blowing behind him, like it's all messed up. <laughs> but hats off looking to like, him. Looking uh, like David Lee Roth. Yeah, I'll, I'll give a hats off to Brett for that. He took he took a bump. He's a stroke survivor. He's he's had a rough go at it, but he still he got up. He finished his speech after taking a you know a, a pretty nasty roll up. The Hall of uh, Fame was his idea. He oh. said, you know what, Vince, I think Brett you should have like like a place, you know, where we. Where we celebrate people, maybe, maybe like some, like maybe not a whole room, maybe a hallway, um, that for famous people. They need to make an actual Hall of Fame though. That's the they, next step. They, uh, they, John won't they, acknowledge it until they actually have a building. That's right. Until I can go, like I go to Canton once a year. No. Um, at one point, they owned property. I think. Pritchard talks about this. I remember when they bought it back in the day. They bought a piece of land in Vegas. And mm. I always thought there would be a WWE-themed casino, which would be incredible. And would guarantee that they would make money forever. Um, but now they have... They sold that. And now they have Orlando, which I think yeah. after this whole pandemic, I think they just wore out their welcome with themselves. I uh, uh, see. I think it should be at like Mohegan Sun or something, right? The company started. Where do you want to go? <laughs> right, well, the company's in Basin, Connecticut. It's a New England-based, um, not New England, but like Northeast-based company. It should be, or or New York. I'm fine if they want to do it first, in New York. What's the first wor- word in the company? World. But no, it could be anywhere in the fucking world. <laughs> I mean, okay. We're gonna build yeah, the so, Hall of Fame and put it in North yeah. Korea. Right. <laughs> Kim Jong Un won the bid. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Get it. 
Take a piece of cake, will you? A double I, oon, I double think you, oon, have, you have to put it someplace where people want to go. Look, I, I'm not running to Cooperstown. I'm not running to fucking Canton, Ohio. I'm not even running to Springfield. And I've been to the Basketball Hall of Fame. Put, can someone put a Hall of Fame somewhere where people will actually go? Right. I mean, right. <laughs> Orlando and Vegas point. are the best two spots. I think the Hockey yeah. Hall of Fame's in, like, the backwoods of Toronto. It's like, right. Uh, right. You gotta, you gotta put it, put it in Vegas, put it in Orlando. People are going to Disney. The same people going to Disney. The same people watching wrestling for Christ's sakes. It's <laughs> just, uh... Yeah. Right. So uh, let's recap. Strem, your, uh, your Rushmore. My Rushmore was. Hold on, give me just a moment. It was 1997. Eddie Guerrero uh, versus Chris Jericho at the Fall Brawl. 2001, uh, Royal Rumble ladder match versus Chris Benoit. Wrestle Kingdom 12 versus Kenny Omega, January 2018. And WrestleMania 19 versus Shawn Michaels. John, your Rushmore. My chronological Rushmore was WCW Uncensored 98 versus Stinko Malenko. Uh, WWE 2008, the ladder match versus Shawn Michaels at uh, No Mercy. Uh, and then New Japan Wrestling, um, uh, Omega, Jericho, Wrestle Kingdom 12, the Battle of the Winnipeggers, and finally AEW, Mox at Revolution. Um, I just realized that my first two are 10 years apart, and the third one is nine years after that. <laughs> wow. So, so I literally covered all 30 years. <laughs> Outstanding. And uh, my, my Mount Rushmore was 2001 Royal Rumble ladder match versus Chris Benoit for the Intercontinental Championship. 2001 Vengeance, uh, the Undisputed Championship Tournament, where he beat The Rock and Stone Cold Sea in Boston in the very same night. Um, 2008, I believe it was, ladder match at No Mercy versus Shawn yeah. Michaels. And then 2003 WrestleMania 19 at this kingdom in Seattle. Losing to Shawn Michaels like everyone should. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Does anybody have a topic for next time? I think we should do the top four football players. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that. That could be a hardcore halftime. Uh, no, I, I think uh, it's Survivor Series season. Maybe your top four Survivor Series teams of all time. We did we did a uh, top ten of that, but I I would be that's, happy. To I don't it. know what you're talking about. Was that on you this, were on that episode? Was that on this yeah. program? All right, Strem. How about your top tour? Your top four Survivor Series of all time? Uh, pay per views. Uh, pay per views. Okay. Yeah. It's Survivor okay. Series, and we we don't know by this time next year we'll have another theme. Uh, it's the Survivor Series. <laughs> yeah. By this Top time next four. year will be the uh, will be the backdoor wrestling program. So top four Survivor Series events. So top or four could do the top four wrestling prophylactics. Let's stick with top four Survivor Series pay per view ah. events. Yes, let's I like do that one. Did it. anybody want to try to call Pete and see if he wants to if he has picks to give us before we sign off? Uh, I don't. I'm not sure he's in the mood. I think he would have texted us that already. The fact, the fact that he's gone radio silent is very unlike him. So I think he uh, he knows he's been called to the carpet. So, Pete, 
move your meat and beat your meat, yeah. and we'll see you next time. <laughs> A little way to go out. Cut it. <laughs> Here on Rushmore Wrestling. <laughs> Cuban Russo Brothers. Hey. Oh.